Hey guys, Josh here. Before we get started with this episode, I wanted to make a few thank yous uh, to a few people who, without them, we wouldn't have made this episode happen. So firstly, I'd like to thank Lynette Salazar, who's the director of the South Texas District CMI. Uh, she was the one that allowed us in, basically, and helped us get set up and and uh, figure out what we're going to do. Secondly, Cheyenne Lopez, one of the speakers at this conference, who actually came onto the show, and we were able to pick her brain about campus ministry. And uh, without you, the episode would not be what it is. And we'd also like to thank Matt Padrone, who was our first guest after we showed up and came on and talked about his experiences uh, with campus ministry. So we'd like to thank all of you. And and um, finally, we'd like to thank just South Texas District CMI as a whole, as an organization, for everything they do uh, for the kingdom of God and uh, for actually hosting us for their first ever CMI conference at the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley. We'd like to thank all of you on behalf of me and uh, Andrew. So thank you. Brothers and sisters, we like to welcome you to the After Church Podcast. Thank you, Jesus. man we are live at cmi conference in edinburgh Texas. edinburgh is that how you say it edinburgh edinburgh texas okay somewhere in the rio grande valley um at ut rio grande valley awesome beautiful campus and uh right now we're just kind of sitting here and then people are rolling in registration um like drew said we're at the cmi conference first one right yeah, I believe it is. Yeah, it's really exciting to yeah, see everyone in, roll in. In South Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so exactly. I'm, I'm looking forward to what's going to be said and the kind of knowledge that'll be gleaned for people. Um, Absolutely. Starting, uh, you know, campus ministries uh, back at their university. Um, because, you know, me and you know what, what that's like. Oh, yeah. Not pre. Hey, how's it going? Hey, man, how's I it going? Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, we just record like different subjects. Like, you know, I mean, it's the kind of conversations that we have. Like, the reason we came up with the after church podcast. Like, you know, when you're with your group of friends after church, those kind of conversations, we wanted to capture that. Hey, man, have a seat. You want to have, have a seat? seat? Record with us? We're yeah. live right now, man. Yes. Yeah. All right. Feel free. Yeah. Feel free to eat your donut. We're not judging. Okay. Yeah. We got right. refreshments here at yeah. CMI. So what's your name? My name is Matt. Nice to meet you, Matt. Yes, sir. Thank you, Matt, for nice to meet you sitting guys. down with us. Yes. Awesome. First guest at our 
booth at CMI. At the CMI conference. Yeah. First one in South Texas, right? Yes, it is, I believe. Yeah. Wow, everybody just cool, got man. quiet in this room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, so, what, what brings you to CMI conference? Um, we're here supporting our local campus ministry, and uh, of course, we're here to learn and uh. from our uh, campus writer, campus ministry writer, Paul Record, as well. So, we're here to just have a good time and learn mm-hmm. a lot about campus ministry and about praying and fasting, spiritual warfare, things yeah. like that. So That's great, awesome, man. Great time to be here. And your uh, your campus ministry is at this school? Um, I'm actually, no, we have, a, we have a campus ministry actually in Corpus Christi at Del Mar College. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. I was, I was over there for a couple of years, and now I'm back here at home. Uh, but we still have that going on. And then we also have Encounter Campus Ministry here mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So, so I'm here for support. <laughs> yeah. So if awesome. somebody were to start a, decide they're going to start a campus ministry, mm-hmm. like what advice do you have for them? I would say uh, talk to your pastor, uh, talk to your youth leader, and they'll be like the best help you can have. <laughs> so there. find support. Find support, yeah. Find friends that are Definitely. already doing it and get a, you know, hook up with them and they'll give you all the advice you need. <laughs> yeah. I think it can be really intimidating when you start something, especially on a college campus, when you're you know, mm-hmm. especially if it's your first time experiencing yeah. outside of your, your, your normal realm of friends yeah. at your high school and you're yeah. being introduced to different ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, to get all the, the, the support behind you mm-hmm. and getting resources, I think that's excellent. Yes. When, when we started, it was, uh, it was like three of us. And, you know, we kind of just talked amongst each other and just, just hey, you know what, do you feel this? Do you feel to start this? This was after 2015 NAYC. And so we talked amongst a certain group of us, mm-hmm. and then we talked to a, a youth director at that time. And from there on, we just started inviting friends in our classrooms and lunch, you know, the Harvin Center, that's what it was called. Uh, just kind of connecting with people, and just mm-hmm. over, over time, it grew. Uh, we started having food, so that definitely brings a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. super awesome. Didn't one time, time uh, back at UTSA, we had like a, like a coffee deal, uh-huh. like a Starbucks coffee, and yeah. we were just offering it for free. Yeah. It was like pre-finals. Yeah, that people, brings, people were stopping oh, by. Yeah. That brings a lot yeah. of people. <laughs> I feel like it's like those those guys at marathons that just sit out there with the, the <laughs> like platefuls of water cups. Yeah. That's kind of what we were doing, but everyone's like racing to finish that final. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. people appreciate that. Uh, can we do a little free promo here? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Of we course. Have a, there's actually a campus ministry service that we have in Delmore College. Let's see. I'm, I'm going to get the date if you don't mind. Sure. It's right here. So it's Empower Campus Ministry, and their theme this year is Reboot on Campus Service on October the 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, more details are still to come, but that's, mm-hmm. I mean, if anyone wants more information, they'll be able to follow it on Empower underscore CMI. Uh, do you all know the date yet? Uh, it's October the 11th. Um, I believe that's a Friday. Let's just double check. All right. October 11th. October the 11th is on Thursday. I'm sorry. Thursday. Thursday. Okay, Thursday okay. night, October 11th at awesome. Del Mar College. And more details. To more come details as far as to follow, and things like that okay. after burner events. So it'll be fun. Awesome, All right, man. It sounds like a blast. And if they, if they, somebody wanted to go to this event, who should they contact? They should contact Josiah Cabello, and he's on the Empower page, so he'll be able to. So sweep. Empower Campus Ministry reboots the name of the service. Yep. Because yes. how can you be empowered if you're not rebooted? Exactly. Ooh, right? Yeah. Preach. Just, just, go ahead exactly. And, just go ahead and lift your hands yeah. right now. <laughs> the name itself preaches. Yeah. yeah. 
That's awesome. Well, that sounds really exciting, man. Yes. I hope a lot, uh, awesome. a lot of people go and turn out to that. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we definitely know how that is, man. We, tr- we tried starting one at UTSA. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah. It's a lot of work. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of time work. and effort. Yes. Are a you a sacrifice. student? Are you a student oh, yeah. at Del Mar? I was a student at Del Mar. Okay. Not anymore, but, um, yeah, it was. It's a lot of, it takes a lot of work, a lot of time. Uh, you have to manage your time, obviously. But mm-hmm. it was so much fun. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the biggest hindrance sometimes for someone that's want, wanting to start a campus ministry is, oh, I'm adding an extra load mm-hmm. on myself. Mm-hmm. But I think when you, when you go in faith and you, you give it to God and say, hey, God, I'm going to do this because I want to be a witness, mm-hmm. um, he'll, he'll take over. He'll cover the rest. I, I remember there's like a lot of things that happened the first semester we started. We didn't have funds. We didn't have, you know, support. I think it was just three, three of us. And we had college professors coming up to us and handing us 20s, 100s, just to, you know, help us out with food or help us out, go to a concert that they were having uh, there in the baseball field, things like that. Like, they're just mm-hmm. all these resources just started coming out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. we were praying for support and things like that. So That's I guess awesome. if anybody does want to start one, those, there's going to obviously be a lot of intimidating factors. Oh, yeah. But we serve a God that can help us out with anything. So. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. What, what motivated you to start one? Uh, I just, souls. I mean, there's souls everywhere. I think on the campus ministry website it says, uh, you know, the ca- our, our world comes to us through our campuses. And I said, you know what? I thought, why not uh, Why not do it where I'm at? And in and college, in Del Mar College in Corpus, and obviously a big inspiration was this campus ministry here. Uh, since I lived here, I, was, I knew some, some of them here already. And so we encountered campus ministry, the one that's here at UTR, to be a definitely big inspiration. And they would help us out as far as any pointers, advice, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so this was basically the result of what started here. <laughs> and I, and I, I think there would be no empower campus ministry if there was no encounter campus ministry. I'll definitely mm-hmm. say that. They've wow. been a big help, big inspiration to a lot of us here. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's what I'm loving uh, seeing with the CMI uh, yeah. ministry is seeing the, those uh, images that people are posting on social media yes. where the groups are, are popping up mm-hmm. through ca- college campuses. Yeah. And uh, it's just it's just a, a big encouragement because I know when I was going to school, mm-hmm. um, one of the first things you feel when you get on a campus mm-hmm. and you see the lifestyle um, that's portrayed and, and how people are living, you feel like, sometimes all alone you know mm-hmm. like I got to uphold yeah you know uh, my, my walking relationship with God all alone and mm-hmm. all these things I'm going to face and mm-hmm. that alone could be intimidating for a college student and yeah. um, to have a yeah. campus ministry that not only outreaches but also provides an environment Fellowship. where like, you know, like-minded people can also meet yeah. and reassure one another I think that's cool too mm-hmm. yes definitely and it's just good hanging out. We did a whole lot of that going out of eat and things like that. Yeah. So it's, it's cool. I, I'll tell you one story, if you don't mind. Uh, oh, of that, course, that I remember that. Uh, Go ahead, man. We were there. Uh, there's this homeless man that he started attending our campus ministries uh-huh. uh, meetings. And uh, he came throughout the whole semester, the whole semester. Uh, he knew a lot about the Bible. But, you know, you could tell God was dealing with him with some certain things, with mm-hmm. baptism, uh, just things like that and, and so throughout the whole semester he went faithful he was the first one there all the time and and then of course he was blessed because he was having a meal whatever food we had that night he was eating we'd give him all the extra food to take home that night so it was super cool super awesome uh-huh. uh, our last service our last meetup at the end of the semester uh, we 
did our lesson. We went out to Wingstop. We were just there. I kind of just threw it out there. I said, man, that'd be so awesome if we had someone get baptized in the Bay, in the bay Area right there, the ocean. The uh, American Corpus is close by, so, you know, I just threw it out there. And then he's like, okay, let's do it. He's there at the table. I said, we're, we all looked at each other like, serious? He's like, yeah, let's do it. I said, I told someone, go, go get some towels from the church, go get a robe, and we'll all meet over there. So we all, it was like 11-something at night. We all met over there. Uh, by the bay, and we're baptizing the homeless man in the ocean. So it was wow. super fun. That was a, that was honestly a cool experience for I think all of us there because it was it was basically this is what this is all about. And yeah, sometimes absolutely. we think we're focusing on a certain oh college people, but you just never know who you're reaching. And Dude, that's that's there. an excellent point, yes. man. It, it, we we close our mind to what kind of people that we're trying to reach based on mm-hmm. what our name is or based on where we're at. Yeah. But like, it could be a homeless man. Yes. It could be a professor. So it could be just a, a, a someone passing by. Mm-hmm. Um, Amen. <laughs> yeah. That's that's just a testament of the power of God. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah. So awesome. So that was so exciting for all of us. I'll, I'll always hope that, dear. When when a campus ministry unknowingly becomes a homeless ministry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right, just got to be ready, ready mm-hmm. for it, man. There's yes. limitations on God, man. You know, like you're set out just to, you know, minister to co- college folks. There, I mean, God can put anyone in your path. Yes, so, I love that, and it also encourages like you know young people. I think when you go to college, you're so set on that being mm-hmm. your soul mindset and lifestyle. But yeah. you know, God can operate pretty much anywhere. Yes, and I think that's what CMI proves is Amen. you can. He doesn't have to be just contained to your sanctuary Amen. or your small groups. He can yeah. operate, you know, like you said, just baptizing someone yeah. in the ocean. Man. Amen. It's like, you know, that's just Super so awesome powerful. to hear stuff like that. Amen. Yeah, man, that's that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some other some other times that we had. A, I mean, there's another testimony from a, another young lady. She had a, she'd been. She didn't know whether or not she was wanting to get married with her longtime uh, mm-hmm. boyfriend, fiance, mm-hmm. and so this wasn't. She didn't come to our campus ministry meetings or anything. This was just random. You know, I had her for class and we we talk uh, about God and because mm-hmm. you know she was interested. She did go to church. It was a non-denominational church, but she, you can tell she was struggling as far as should I get married or should I not get married. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were the scriptures we were going over about ma- being married, things like that. Mm-hmm. And, all of a sudden, she said, you know what, I, I think I'm, she made the decision, like, I want to do this right, because she didn't want to mm-hmm. be doing things wrong way in the sense that, you know, she's in a relationship and she wasn't married yet, so mm-hmm. she ended up getting married because as a result of just going over a couple of scriptures mm-hmm. that one day, and she did it right. So I think that in itself, even the smallest details of that is, is awesome. Cause, yeah. yeah, when a CMI... <laughs> When a campus ministry unknowingly becomes a homeless ministry and a marriage counseling <laughs> ministry. Yeah. It's yeah. all encompassed, man. I mean, yeah. how, how else do you think? We love to talk about these big wigs in uh-huh. UPC yeah. or like these pastors that do all this stuff, marriage counseling, mm-hmm. baptizing. How do they get these experiences? Exactly. How do, how do, they, how do they build this experience? It's, Where you're CM, at right now. it's yeah. campus ministry, man. Yes. Yeah. And if uh, and, and if you're in your high school and middle schools, I mean it's yeah. P seven clubs. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And see, uh, so I work with uh, young people at our church, uh-huh. and um, a couple of our students uh, and participated in P seven, and I love to see mm-hmm. um, 
the, the, the amount of support they get for that because a lot yes. of mindsets, especially at that age, it's like no one's going to receive this. Mm-hmm. No one's going to receive this message. I mean, it's just too um, engulfed with you know pop culture. And yeah. at that age, kids don't want to know about Jesus. But the, the fact of the matter is people are looking for God. And just yes. like that young lady on yes. campus, you know, yeah. you think that's a subject that, you know, most people would glance over like, yeah, I'm. No, yeah, I'm Hesitant not concerned about, about yeah, yeah, no one's going to talk about mm-hmm. that. But she wanted to talk about it. She yes. was looking for answers. She People was looking, looking for that. Yeah. yeah. And that's beautiful. And yeah. I think kids are doing the same thing in Peace Heaven Group. Yes. Um, so it just goes to show with people... Mm-hmm. may have had a blind eye to it previously that people are looking yeah. for something greater mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they are looking for that light in the darkness yes. and that's what these ministries yes. are all about mm-hmm. Amen. it's almost like TV and media doesn't really accurately portray a culture's mm-hmm. desires yeah. mm-hmm. but that just may be yeah. that's just a theory yeah, yeah you think there's this yeah. uh, like masking of, of what's actually going on by a uh, you know, entertainment media yeah you know, it's, it's almost as if entertainment is not an accurate indication for uh, what people want yeah yeah you know, like celebrity culture and the yeah. tweets that we read like that's not all accurate no <laughs> <laughs> i could have been misled oh man <laughs> all right awesome yeah it looks like um more people are coming in, in now got some more folks uh, rolling okay. in to cmi all right you might want to have someone else speak with right? <laughs> what, what was your name again? Matthew. Matthew, Matthew what? Madrone, uh, people call me Matt. Matthew Madrone? Padrone, P-A-D-R-O-N. Yep. Oh, Padrone. Yes. Okay. All right, cool. follow Matthew Padrone on Facebook <laughs> yeah, and Instagram. Facebook, Instagram. I have a Facebook. I don't have an Instagram. Oh, okay. We, our so just Facebook. group has an Instagram page. So oh. uh, I don't have an Instagram, but I have a Facebook. All right, man. It was a pleasure, sir. It was a pleasure. Thanks for coming on, man. Yes, no problem. Yeah, man, we enjoyed it. Yeah. By the way, Andrew, I just realized nobody knows who we are yet. We are the After Church Podcast with Josh and Drew. I forgot to. Oh, yeah. Let's do our proper introduction, man. (laughs) We're going to have to, like, drop the the audio intro here. (laughs) Just, like, midway in. By the way, I, I know you clicked on After Church Podcasts. And like the episode, but in case you didn't know what you were listening to, we are yeah, the After Church, Church podcast. podcast. That's us. Yeah. Special edition at the CMI conference. Live. Well, right, right now, live. Well, yeah, but this will be a post-recorded episode. Well, how do you like, how do you <laughs> handle that in the description? Do you call it live then? I guess it isn't. No, because live is when somebody is listening like in real time, like as we're doing it. Oh. So we're fooling everyone. Yeah. yeah, so it's not really live. Well, at the time of this recording, we're live. That good enough clarification? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. I'm trying to think of stories from when we did, uh, when we did our campus ministry at UTSA. Um, I remember the main thing we did was just kind of stand outside in the public area. We didn't really have flyers. Our goal wasn't to like bring people to Bible study. We just wanted to talk about God to strangers, yeah. right? And then we ended up in some interesting conversations, I suppose. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, and uh, you know, a lot of people at that age they want to um, test ideas. I think you get to a realm where you're finally independent. You're being introduced to new ideas, new um, philosophy, and and different all kinds of ideas right Mm -hmm. and now you're in a place where you can kind of 
mm-hmm. uh, discuss those ideas with your peers. Mm-hmm. And so it's an interesting time of your life because you're not quite yet settled in, in everything that you believe, um, but you're not quite comfortable or um, concrete on what you were taught growing up. And so you're kind of finding yourself in the middle. And spiritually, that's the same thing in, in college. Is If you grew up in a Christian household, now you're being put to the test, per se. Mm-hmm. You know, what is your walking relationship? What has it been founded on up until that point? Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, people outside of that, they come and they, they want to counter that with arguments and, you know, come up with their theories and ideas about Christianity altogether. And that's what we ran into a lot. It's just a lot of people wanted to talk about different philosophies, religions. And, I mean, we welcome the discussion, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, it was it was a challenge at times. Though. It was it was definitely a growth experience because we we had to get out of our comfort zone, going out and just talking to strangers. Uh, yeah, you know that. And thankfully, some people already tell you no by wearing earphones, which is the universal sign of don't talk to me. Yeah, don't. <laughs> but sometimes they don't, and so when you try to talk to them, they have to personally tell you, "Hey, I don't want to talk to you," which is kind of mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, here's my wife. So Laura De La Rosa has my uh, my uh, different set of clothing I need to get dressed into. I don't know if I does it even matter anymore. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll just hang here right there. I'll be fine. All right. So uh, actually, you know what? I think I will switch out into it. I will switch out into it. Is that cool? If we take a break? Yeah, let's, let's take a break. All right. Make sure you know where. Hey, everyone. It's Andrew with the After Church Podcast. I want to give a shout out to our episode sponsor today, which is New Life Texas Homes here in the San Antonio area. New Life Texas Homes will help you in selling any property or um, real estate that you're looking uh, to get off your hands. Maybe you just need, you're just needing some advice on what to do with that property, um, and what your options may be. Maybe it's due to foreclosure, property taxes, uh, could be due to divorces or inheritances. Jason Flores with New Life Texas Homes is going to be able to help you through that process. Um, you're going to want to get in touch with him at Jason at New Life. Texas Homes, that's TXHomes.com. Again, that's Jason at New Life TXHomes.com. And if you want to reach him over the phone, you can uh, contact him at 210 827 7480. Again, he'll be able to give you any advice, uh, information that you need in helping you with that property. Um, very knowledgeable. Uh, very personable uh, and more than willing to help you with your property and real estate. So again, uh, thank you to our sponsor, New Life Texas Homes here in the San Antonio area. And if you know of anyone that needs help with their property, why don't you point them in the direction of New Life Texas Homes? Um, I promise you, you will not uh, regret it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and move on to our episode and we are back. 
That we are, yes. <laughs> Breaking away for lunch, um, so everyone else has um, left our first two sessions, and uh, here we are. Yeah, the first session was sort of about um, CMI, and, and uh, Sister Lynette talked about how one gets a burden, and uh, then what do you do with the burden, and then, um, and then why campus ministry? Mm-hmm. Um, so like the first part uh, was mainly about how you get your burden from having a relationship with God yeah um, and like I think that is just right on the money oh absolutely like as far as like ministry comes as a result from your relationship with God and mm-hmm. like a lot of times ministers get it backwards where they're focused on people and not focused on getting closer to God yeah I think that was a huge point yeah. to make because it's very easy when you're involved yeah. in ministry to be completely focused on the the outcome and not on the relationship that drives all of it. You know, so you could even leave ministry, and I think she alluded to that with without having a substantial relationship with God, um, and that's the most important thing you need because that that's ultimately what drives what will make you successful in ministry Mm -hmm. and then uh what do you do with the burden you Mm -hmm. know and 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 why campus ministry and and it's just like well where are you now yeah like your ministry is just where you are i love that it's so simple but yeah how did she phrase it yeah it's like uh because i've had that same thought too because uh, you, 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 you struggle that as a young person thinking, well, ministry is for me, you know, later down the road. And the, the closer you get to that, you know, date you project in your mind, the more you think you have to push it out further. So, okay, mm-hmm. when I'm in college, then when I'm outside of college, you're like, well, when I get a career and I'm settled in. Mm-hmm. Um, and God wants to use you exactly where you're at, mm-hmm. at that moment. And it, it rings true for people on college yeah. campuses that doubt themselves. Yeah, because we we get these uh, misconceived notions that we have to get ourselves ready before we start performing or doing what we're supposed to do ministerial wise. Mm-hmm. Um, like we, oh, well, I got to get a degree first. I got to make sure I get a job, a career where I can money get money and get enough capital so I could build the thing that I'm trying to do. And and if you if you say that you're not ready, then you're never going to be ready. Like yeah. If you're waiting till you feel ready to do it, then you're never going to do it because you'll never feel ready. Yeah. And I think that was a, one of the statements that Lynette made that I, uh, I never really thought about, but it's so true. And it, you just said it, that um, you, most people feel like the, at some point they're going to get ready, but you will, you will always have that feeling that you're not and that will be mm-hmm. the foothold the enemy will use to keep you from move, walking mm-hmm. in, in uh, the calling that God has for you and, and to minister to people. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts, Adam? No. Wow, what a waste of microphone space. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Like but um, I'm just in awe of just the attitudes 
that are being displayed and the passions that are being displayed for campus ministry here. Oh yeah. Um, it's it's very encouraging. Andrew's taking a picture of a selfie. Yeah. Real quick. All right. <laughs> um, selfie time. But it's really encouraging knowing that there are people, young people, that are passionate about reaching where they are. There are people in high school that were here mm-hmm. because they have Bible studies in their high school or they want to start ones. Yeah. Um, and so, like, it, even if we kind of came here just to sort of promote the podcast and stuff like that and get exposure and, and, and also promote CMI on the podcast, dude, I got fed, like, there's, you know, there's like a fire that, you know, kind of gets a little reignited, you know, when yeah. you go to these things yeah. and you kind of remember what it's all about. And it's all about, you know, knowing God, getting close to him, getting his heart from getting close to him and then mm-hmm. in turn bringing that heart to people. Um, That's what I um, kind of how I felt coming into this was, you know, I know that I'm I'm outside of college realm of my life you know I've gotten my degree and um, you know I was like well it's it, I, I'm I'm glad to see that this is going on for our, um, our young adults but um, I didn't anticipate that I'd come and um, like you said feel that um, passion reignite you know for serving God and that it's not just contained to certain um times in your life but that mm-hmm. it's a constant thing and that's what these kind of ministries show is that you know s- some folks were talking about the high school students starting the in, with p7 and then moving on into cmi when they're on the college campuses but that ministry ministry doesn't stop there you know mm-hmm. um, and that really encouraged me because uh, i'm realizing that the the older i get you know i feel like some of those programs are starting to drift away from me that like, oh, I'm no longer involved in this. And there was a lot of drive and passion I had when I was on college campuses doing what Mm -hmm. we were doing. Um, But that continues, that God continues to build on that. And he wants to do more than just, you know, to be more than just a story that you tell of when I used to be on campus, but what is God doing after campus? Mm -hmm. And what is he what is he doing now that you don't have to just stop but you can continue and mm-hmm. it's a lifelong and it's thing. just about where you are yeah like your mission field is where you're standing yeah and it's so simple but if everybody just applied that principle then then every square f- mile of the earth <laughs> <laughs> you know, th- there could be a Christian there, and there there could be a Bible study in every square mile. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, um, years ago, um, we had a campaign in our church about the, um, I don't know if you remember, we were really young when this was out, but the one plus one that equals two, and that literally if just everybody ministered to one person or witnessed to one person, mm-hmm you know, in a congregation of so many, it would automatically double, mm-hmm. you know, how many people were reached. Mm-hmm. And then you continue that, and that's really all it takes. I think people get intimidated or overwhelmed when they think of the idea of going into a college campus and seeing the thousands of faces that you run into that 
you have no clue who their name is, what their backstory is, and you get overwhelmed thinking, uh, how can I reach anyone mm -hmm. here? But if you just start with the one person, I think um, Lynette, uh, such a Lynette said that she started with one person yeah. in her CMI group. That's all it takes, and then God can use that. That's how, that's how it all starts, man. Yeah. Bible study, whether it's a Bible study where you're trying to start a daughter work for your church or a, a Bible study at your school or at your job, it always starts with one. Yeah. Um, sometimes really you're blessed where it starts with more than one, where you can get more than one person at a time, but one-on-one -on -one Bible study just has to be emphasized. Like, I, I can't emphasize that enough because mm -hmm. because that's – that's literally the hands of the body of Christ working. Um, you know, we can't just invite people to church. You know, let's just bring the church to them by walking up to them and talking to them. Yeah. I think that's the most powerful testimony people can have is not one where you have to, like, you know, walk people into a place of worship. Mm-hmm. And show them God that way, which, you know, that's that's great. You know, I love when people walk into um, our church for the first time and they experience God for the first time. But I think sometimes the greatest testimonies that do the most work is when people um, see you and I living our lives. Um, it, it's a lifestyle that mm -hmm. we're living, that it's not something that we, we've manufactured it's not something that we only live, you know, within a, a certain boundary. It's not just contained to church, mm -hmm. but we live it in at work, you know, mm -hmm. in our leisure, recreation, mm -hmm. in everything we do. When people see that, they generally, you know, ask themselves mm -hmm. questions. Well, what's, what is it that they have that I, I can't even articulate what it is, but wh what is that? thing that core thing that they have that I seem to be desiring in in them mm -hmm. that there's something different about the way that they live that you know I'm lacking in my own life those are sometimes the greatest testimonies and it's just because you're living you're, you're living like Lin sister Lynette said your your first priority is having a walking relationship with God and people see that you can't hide that mm -hmm. when you're truly pursuing him um, and that just leads back to whenever you try to make ministry about, you know, what kind of strategies you can employ and what types of blueprints you can mm -hmm. write out mm -hmm. to make ministry work and yeah. marketing ploys. Like, you might be m yeah. minimally successful, but you ultimately, people are not going to be drawn yeah. to that. They're going to be drawn to the relationship you have with God. And and what's sad is that modern day people, uh, Christians, when they're trying to minister quote-unquote minister their idea of ministry they find these blind men like that you know lay in front of the gate called beautiful just to kind of use an analogy to the bible mm -hmm. and they give them silver and gold right while peter was like i don't have silver and gold but such that i have i give to you rise up and walk in the name of jesus yeah but because we have silver and gold, because we have access to resources, man-made resources, because we have access and tools um, that we could use to gain influence, 
we rely on that. And ultimately, hey, thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jay. Um, <coughs> and then people rely on that silver and gold, and that's what they give to people who need much more than that. And so you're doing them a disservice, mm. right? When you're, yeah. when you're out there trying to serve the people, you're doing them a disservice. Wow. Yeah. And I think that's what's, what's interesting is, it, I mean, I, I know that that's the identity of, of many Christi- Christians throughout multiple denominations is that Christianity is about being a servant. And I agree. You know, I think that Jesus preached that message. Um, but there, there's an end goal to that, um, that ultimately we're serving uh, God Almighty, that, that that's who we're serving. And I think people get it mixed up when the object of their servanthood is not serving God through serving people, but serving people first. And they, it's easy to do that, you know, because we live in a service-driven society. Mm-hmm where everything is given to you, you know, the customer is always right kind of mentality. Um, Everything needs to be done within 30 minutes or less, that kind of deal. Mm -hmm. And so you have these people that are wandering around looking for um, an answer that comes in that Mm -hmm. form, and Jesus is not laying it out Mm -hmm. in a convenient package, you know, that all you have to do is just mosey your way on into a you know a sanctuary and 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 past the coffee shop and gift shop before you you get in at your leisure you know that Mm -hmm. there's some sacrifice you have to make Mm -hmm. in in having a relationship with god that you actually have to put some things down Mm -hmm. uh, and people are yeah are bypassing that Mm -hmm. i feel well that's why jesus got ticked in the temple and started just wreaking havoc yeah right because people there were selling um things that would make worship convenient yeah and dude how many times do we see churches that their goal is to make being a part of the church and worshiping in the church as convenient as possible Mm -hmm. and then jesus said this is not a house of prayer this is a den of thieves right well what are we robbing the people (laughs) the the uh the ability to make the kind of sacrifice needed to obtain a relationship with God mm. by making things too convenient. And and by making things too convenient, we rob them of bearing that cross, which Jesus requires of all of his followers. But because these people that we're ministering to don't know, then they, they just eat it up. And it's not their fault. It's our fault. Yeah. No, absolutely. I really don't mean to come across like angry at everybody but yeah. it's just kind of how it came out but it, yeah. it it is frustrating when you when you see that kind of culture operating in the church yeah um, and i think people just have to be careful with that i think it's just you know a lot of people try to follow the trends in hopes to um reach popular culture you know so through popular culture you follow the trend and, and hopefully you you can catch someone's attention and then lead them a different direction um you know so like i i see motivations are 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 good you know their intentions are good 
Um, it's always the right intentions. Oh, of course. Right. Yeah. But ultimately, in the end, you know, there's some things that we have to put down to serve and live for God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what's so what's so cool about what we just heard with CMI is that um, they were giving and that's what's going to happen in these upcoming sessions is they're going to be given resources where they're going to actually have to um, take some time to study the, the word of God so that they can pre- be prepared. So they can have that answer yep. an answer like the scripture says uh, and to study to show themselves approved. They're putting in the time uh, and even though it may be inconvenient, you know, in a world of super convenience, God can use that and, and have someone's life mm-hmm. radically turned mm-hmm. over and changed. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about campus ministry and, and college students is that they can spot fake. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, college students, their whole time in college is spent learning how to think critically. Yeah. Right? And so they're just not going to accept false information or or um, or people who are are just out to sell something, sell a product. You yeah. know, they're they're looking for authenticity and 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 people who are genuine. Um, and, and so that's why seeing and interacting with the people here has given me much hope in in uh, that ministry on campus. Yeah. Um, there was some like dispelled notions that were kind of brought up as far as when she mentioned that according to a Pew poll um, three of ten people like a survey was brought to people that don't go to church and they were asked why apparently three out of ten was because they just don't believe and then the others just had stuff to do with you know inconvenience didn't like the speaker didn't like the church Mm -hmm. you know um, stuff like that (laughs) <laughs> and so what we we kind of we've been having it all wrong it's not about getting people to uh, believe in what we're saying it's about establishing helping people establish that relationship where they can make that hurdle and uh, do something on a consistent basis Yeah. You know, how many people have you come across that say they're Christian but they're not so so devout like they would say I'm not like so devout or like I don't go to church or um, I'm I'm spiritual but I'm not religious mm-hmm. you know and, and you get those types oh and yeah that's like the seven to ten mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um, but we're so focused on reaching the agnostics and and um, atheists and intellectuals or people of other religions yeah well, that's what I thought was interesting about um, Matt earlier. Brother mm-hmm. Matt, I didn't catch his last name. Uh, huh? Padron. Oh, Padron, that's right. And um, when he was telling us about his, his experience on campus and how that uh, we, we kind of joked out that his campus ministry um, evolved into uh, uh, marriage counseling yeah, homeless. and homeless <laughs> ministry. Yeah. Um, but it goes to show that um, the, the, the demographic that people are aiming for, like you said, the agnostics, the unbelievers, 
you know, it's all well and good, but there are people that are hungry searching for us, mm-hmm. you know, and we discredit that sometimes thinking, mm-hmm. well, we need to put in these hardcore plans in motion mm-hmm. to, you know, refute unbelievers and agnostics and yeah. atheists, and they don't want to believe. Yeah. They don't, they, they already throw out um, every argument that we can put their way. They've, you know, read what they need to justify their belief system. And this whole time we're, you know, investing hours and hours into studying um, uh, apologetics. And yet there are people that we pass by mm-hmm. regularly that are just like, hey, you know, I don't know what to do with my relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't know what to do. Um, you know, I'm in a bad place in my life, finances, depression, mm-hmm. and they're not going to mm-hmm. these, you know, um, intellectuals, these uh, atheists and agnostics for answers. They're looking for someone that will just give them any semblance of an answer. Mm-hmm. And when they see it, they see just the uh, an individual live out their life um, living for God, that can be just enough to give them a beacon of hope and say, hey, look, there's there's something here that I can use. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't be disregarded. And, and it all starts back with where your relationship with yeah. God is. Yes. Um, I do think that people who are agnostic, and it's mostly people who are agnostic, I think that's um, the majority of people that go to college mm-hmm. like claim to be agnostic instead of any other religion. That's sort of the trend where it's going, which means they, they don't necessarily, they're not sure that there is no <coughs> God, but there isn't, they're, n- they're not sure that there is a God either. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there is still room to try to be able to reach out to those people, and that's why uh, you mentioned apologetics. I'm so interested in that. Oh, yeah. Like, I love trying to find answers that I can give to these people that have questions of, like, why does evil exist in the world? Um, why is there unjust suffering? Um, you know, stuff like that. And because it makes me think, and I, and I go to God, I'm like, God, what do I tell these people? These people need you too. How do, how am I going to have an answer to their question too? Yeah. Um, and, and so it's a balance, but, but we also got to reach the people that were raised in church and Mm -hmm. just never understood, was never taught. And, um, and uh, we're actually going to add Jason to this. Sorry, fellas. <coughs> I think also is the, um, I mean, not only, you know, biblically that we have to, you know, spread the word and biblically, you know, talk to them and have these Bible studies. <coughs> but, I mean, um, somebody that you can count on, I mean, somebody you can speak to, you know, at a campus or somebody that you're there that, uh, I mean, you're just, you're just taking a class because you're just taking a class, and then all of a sudden, you know, what Josh was saying, that they needed that, you know, they're go- or they're going through these finances, they're going through these problems or whatever. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, they just see how the way you act. I mean, you don't have to be mm-hmm. all, you know, biting the Bible studies and biting all this stuff. You're just a normal person. You know, mm-hmm. you want to act up. You want to do, you know, do your own thing as well. You're trying to get through, get through college, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't go through college, but I mean, but then you have those people that, you know, they just... They just try to look for somebody to, to mm-hmm. talk to, and then they see you know you're that type of person that you just oh you're you're cool to talk to, and then mm-hmm. you're talking to them for like five minutes, and then all of a sudden they're spilling their guts to you like hey you know I'm having this problem, mm-hmm. and I just don't know what to do, and then 
know, you, you're put in that situation, and God puts you in that situation that says, you know, hey, this is where this is the reason why, you know, mm-hmm. you're here. I mean, the campus ministry doesn't mean that <clears throat> you gotta have, like she was saying, uh, I think it's O'Shan or uh, Lynette, uh, that you don't have to have like 20 different people, you know, coming mm-hmm. to these events. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it may be, you know, God may be put you in the position for just that one person that's there in that college, you know, in that, camp, that campus or that one class. Mm-hmm. And you know that you need to just speak out to them. You know, it, it, they may take a Bible study or something, mm-hmm. but they at least know that they have somebody they can talk to. That wow, like I mean, I believe what you believe, mm-hmm. but if you care for me that much and that you're going to pray for me about it, mm-hmm. and you know, I may not believe in prayer, but you know, eventually God will perform mm-hmm. a miracle in their life, mm-hmm. and it's pretty cool. And then you know, God does this thing where you know He just opens the door, and then all of a sudden you're friends and. Mm-hmm. You know that miracle happens. They're coming to church, and mm-hmm. you know they live. They live for Christ. You know, yeah. Daily. Yeah. But then there's also people that need to be ministered to on campus. Are the Christians? Um, are the devout Christians just so they could stay steadfast? Steadfast, um, because sometimes there is there is a notion that Christians who go into college leave college not Christian. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Um, it, it definitely doesn't have to be the case. Um, people who are devout going in are, can be devout coming out. Uh, a lot of people pose that question to me. How did you make it through um, college studying biology and like having to um, deal with topics like evolution and stuff like that and, and you know, or creation and, you know, Big Bang and <coughs> stuff like that? How do you reconcile that? Well, I mean, you just study that to get A's on tests and <laughs> but you let your life or B's, or yeah B's. <laughs> oh, for me it's always A's <laughs> no nah, I was AB yeah I was AB student senior year it's like just passing yeah. I just want to see pass the green check mark <laughs> yeah <laughs> but again it, it goes back to you being authentic and genuine and having those answers and uh, and trust me I I am wrestling with stuff that <clears throat> was sort of drilled into me because it is drilled into you when you're taking classes that pile on to each other. That is something I wrestle with, but I'm always running to the Bible and I'm always running to God. I'm not running to uh, other books and stuff like that mm-hmm. because I know God is real from experience, from empirical evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is possible to be a Christian in college and what got me through was having a support system like having Andrew and and uh, Justin Balot in our yeah in our campus ministry and then and then having going to Bible studies once a week that our young adult group was having yeah um, that helps um, establishing some sort of consistency um, where you're getting fed spiritually yeah. well it was good to know that we weren't the only ones you know that <clears throat> it's intimidating when you go on campus because um, especially if you're really close to your um, you know like growing up in youth group you're close to your youth group and you have a lot of close family friends that grew up in church together it's a really closed environment you know you, you're not exposed to too much outside of that mm-hmm. outside of what you you let in through entertainment or in, in your school the friends that you have but then you go onto a college campus and you have a professor that is, um, you know, spouting out some other different uh, thought or philosophy that you've never, um, you know, really sat down and, and tried to 
think out or critically, um, you know, uh, piece together, right? And so now you're, you're, you're trying to piece this all together and you're seeing everyone else um, manage campus and, and uh, college um, and, and you're thinking to yourself, well, am I all alone in wrestling with these ideas by myself? You know, these things that I'm, uh, these questions that I'm, um, I have arisen in my mind when I introduced to these philosophies mm-hmm. and these ideas and, and this lifestyle that people are living and, and especially with campus, campuses the way are, they are today, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine walking onto a campus now. It's so heated and um, there's talks of people not even being able to like fully express their beliefs anymore because they're, they're in fear of, you know, what people will say in retaliation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's great to know that there is a body of people that are on campuses that um, not only profess to be Christian, but they actually live it out and they have mm-hmm. resources and support behind them. And administrations that, that actually allow them to do that, you know, because sometimes there are some schools out there that just, they're, they have these strict rules, mm-hmm. you know, you, the private leagues and uh, Ivy Leagues are in you know, private schools and all that, mm-hmm. that, hey, you, you can't be doing this according to the student handbook, you know. Mm-hmm. But then, like, some schools like this, like here in, in, the, in uh, Edinburgh, the RTV, they, uh, I mean, they, they allow this kind of stuff. They, they allow these kind of programs, mm-hmm. which is really good. I mean, that's the kind of the things you want to look for. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes, I mean, you, you get pushed down by these administrations that, you know, here at the schools that they mm-hmm. – they just want, they don't want any trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You come here for school and that's pretty much it. That's, yeah. you know, and uh, do your ABCs and one, two, threes and get out, you know, pretty much it. But, and then, but yeah, that's, I can totally understand. Yeah. When that. I was at UTSA, <coughs> it, it wasn't that hard to start a Christian organization. It, it really wasn't. I mean, there's just some, there's some hoops, bureaucratic hoops you got to leap through. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, there were, 33 Christian organizations like somewhere around there when we when we were looking to find out how many there were when we were starting our own mm-hmm. you know one Muslim organization one Jewish organization one atheist organization like 30 plus Christian organizations one, what one, does that tell you yeah <laughs> one that tells you there's everybody has sort of a divergence of opinion or mm-hmm. or ways of doing things and or they want to have their own deal instead of just linking up with the organization that's already there. Um, but you do come across all kinds of philosophies. And I remember the, the transcendentalists <laughs> that would that would sit down and play on their drums and like try to like give me a book written by like yeah. John Lennon or something like that. <laughs> um, there was that guy that sat with the, um, I don't even know what the instrument was. It was just like this long horn. Um, and he would just sit there like a saxophone, just like blaring out these like weird horn sounds. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember. Like, I want to join that group. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember actually having communications with uh, a guy who identified as Muslim and, and sort of chatted about. I actually got a chance to learn what Muslims actually believe. Mm-hmm. But to an extent, because. Uh, Everybody has their own sort of spin on on their right. yeah. religion, but uh, but you're definitely exposed. That's the thing about college; you're definitely exposed to other ideas. Yeah, and so that's why it's important to hone in on what idea that you've decided that you're going to live your life by, yep. and make sure you can 
explain to somebody else because they'll ask you about it. Mm, oh yeah, um, yeah. And I, I um, so this is really uh, it, it's a generic saying, right? It's really common, but the the saying that goes that if you don't stand up for something, you'll fall for anything. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of young people, um, well, uh, older folks look at our generation and they see them going into college campuses and they're like, uh, I'm really worried for them. They're, they're, yeah, they're going to experience some things. They're going to shake their relationship with God. And the, the, the study that you had um, shared with us earlier when we were traveling mm-hmm. up here kind of indicated that a, a lot of people that are sure in their foundations end up not you know leaving yeah. their belief it was basically a, re- a peer report that basically suggested that there's just as many people with college degrees going to church as there are with um only high school or below mm-hmm. um and, and so like a lot of people are scared that they're gonna get all jacked up when they go to college and stuff like that when that's just not the case it, it that depends solely on you not and the environment exactly. and, that, and that comes to a point when i mean even like i mean it starts with the you know you eventually when you're turning 18 you had you graduate from high school you know that's that's really almost a test that hey is this do you really have a relationship with god you know mm-hmm. um because if you don't it's like there's so much stuff that's just gonna take over and the world's just gonna mm-hmm. you know just beat you up or just give you ideas because mm-hmm. you don't have that strong foundation, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty tough. And you have these people that are very, very vulnerable because they were never introduced to church. They were never introduced to Christ. They were never, you know, were taught a Bible study. And so it's, it's pretty easy for them to, to fall to the wayside because it's easy to believe in anything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when, if I can say anything, you know, for those that are <coughs> listening, you know, if once you have, when you, when you build that relationship with God, even if you're in high school or, you're about to graduate this year in college, like Adam. Uh, I mean, from high school, excuse me. You know, you're going to go into a different, a different uh, age group and mm-hmm. different uh, world. But you know, that's the, that's where this relationship with God is an important thing because you need it. That's just plain and simple because you don't want to fall to the wayside. You know, for all these things that are coming up <coughs> against, against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just goes back to that saying, and and this is what I share with uh, the young people that. Um, both Josh and I, we teach in, in Sunday school. I always tell them that if you don't stand up for for the things of God now, um, you know you can have everything all right on the surface, and, and mm-hmm. may you know maybe even fool people into thinking that you know everything's all good. But then, when any wave of adversi- ad- mm-hmm. adversary or anything that you know any different thoughts or ideas that come your way, mm-hmm. if you're not firmly planted in the Word of God. Yeah. That's what knocks you over, and on the surface, to everyone else, and that mm-hmm. probably where these st- statistics come from. Like, yeah. whoa, he was always going to church. He was, uh, he was always such a good young man. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get to a college campus, and then they're all of a sudden turned completely to the other and side. They're just it's surprised like, by the by the the one eighty turn, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy, yeah. And that's what I think these types of ministries, like P seven and CMI really demonstrate is that these kids are wanting and willing to firmly plant their feet down and say, Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm not leaving this. Mm -hmm. And that the college campuses really can't do much to shake someone that has that kind of a mindset. Um, The people that do fall on the wayside of that statistic that you shared, it's because um, actually the, another uh, variation of that saying is that uh, any dead fish can go with the flow, (laughs) but it takes a real fish to go upstream Mm -hmm. against the current, Mm -hmm. you know, 
that's what's happening is that you know people are just like i don't i'm not going to invest in the word of god i'm not going to invest in my relationship yeah, you know what i think you're right simply because you know more than i do right and that's that's <laughs> That's an attitude that people have. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to assume that I'm wrong simply because I have no idea what I'm talking about, and you do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so when, when I started college, I actually found myself face-to-face with leaders of other Christian uh, organizations there. And I would talk to them about doctrinal stuff, and they're not that big of a fan talking about doctrinal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, it literally got to a point where it felt like it was just one big group, like, looking at me, and I'm, I'm like, the only one arguing my points, you know, you know, about, you know, oneness of God and, you know, and, and baptism and stuff like that. Holiness. No, I didn't really necessarily yeah, get to really holiness. Um, <coughs> I didn't make a word about um, that, but I mean, it's crazy. But you do <laughs> face adversity. You, you do uh, meet people that will disagree with you sometimes disagree with you civilly, you know, and you can remain friends and sometimes pretty um, hostile, you know. Oh, yeah. And I I think when you were talking, I I kind of was reminded of a Winston Churchill quote where it's like, uh, um, if you have enemies, well, then good. That means you stood up for something at some point in your life. Hmm. Um, (laughs) So in a weird way, Go out and make some enemies. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, if not, you're not really like that, but well, yeah, if you're not funny. facing or you're not running into, um, you know, um, whoa, I don't know if the podcast caught that. Adam with a burp. <laughs> yeah, but if you're not uh, running into uh, adversity in your walking relationship with God, mm-hmm. you know, it's like. You know, our our um, bishop says it's like if the enemy is not um, on your tail or not mm-hmm. after you, then you know you should be a yeah. bit worried <laughs> because yeah. you know the the enemy is not going to chase down anyone that he's already got. Uh-huh. He's not going to pursue or invest any time because he mm-hmm. already knows. You know, and that's why the second session today was important, where it got yeah. into kind of spiritual warfare and mm-hmm. prayer and stuff like that. Yeah, because there is adversity, and. Uh, and again, I was so encouraged because people are aware that, hey, there are spiritual things happening too. It's not, you know, a lot of people sort of forget that there is such thing as a spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. And and if you're a Christian and you don't believe in the spiritual realm, then I would urge you to rethink that position. I think the ladies, what they were talking about, how they would actually walk around the campus and pray, you know. Uh-huh. And it, it just, I mean, it maybe you know, taking your time and, you know, just walking around. But, you know, prayer really does does make that difference, you know. Yeah. It's going to do something, and it's going to it's gonna change the lives. And if you really, really pray hard, God, God will answer those prayers. I mean, even if it's mm-hmm. just walking around a campus. Yeah, and doing those prayer walks. I remember me, um, Carrie, Justin, I'll, I can't remember if you were with us, but we would drive around the campus and, and pray. Oh, yeah, I remember. I, I TSA is a little big to walk around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I, but we would know, drive I'll probably around. drive around campus even if it was yeah. a small one. 
Yeah. Yeah, I get winded on the parking lot, or walking oh from the parking God. lot to my, <laughs> to even just to, like, yeah. anytime I had to park in Timbuktu, yeah. <laughs> I would get like calf cramps by the time I yeah. get to class and like mm-hmm. I'm falling into my desk. Yeah, I had to like make a strategy, like, you know, checkpoints, you know, where checkpoints. <laughs> I'm going to take a break here <laughs> for about 10 <laughs> minutes before I move bench. on. And that's just to get to like the first class. <laughs> let me pray, let me pray this bench yeah. real quick. Yeah. Oh man, remember parking at UTSA where oh. I'm like, because I, I had to park. I had a commuter's pass. And we show up to parking, <laughs> and I, I'm looking for people walking in the parking lot, and I just start following them, like just a just a, a wolf on the prowl, <laughs> just waiting for them to get to a car. To get to a car. Oh. To get and then, I, and then I'm, I'm right there. And sometimes me and this pedestrian would lock eyes and would be like, you know what's happening, right? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> I put I my blinker first. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was nothing. It was uh, a doggy dog world out there oh in the dude, parking lot. Yeah. Nothing more that would like make you want to lose your Holy Ghost when you're like wrestling for that last parking spot, <laughs> and that like someone else just like zooms in around the yeah. corner and you're like, I've been circling this parking yeah. lot for two hours. <laughs> yes, that's mine. I've earned it. You yes. just got here. <laughs> yeah. Or when you battle with your mom because you take online courses, yeah. and your mom takes your parking spot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. I took online courses. Or or I would love it when I'm I'm in the parking lot and I think there's an open space Uh and I get closer. Oh, it's like a Fiat or a a a motorcycle that's parked. Oh oh my God. Get park somewhere else. Have it own parking spots. Depending how big the motorcycle was, I would actually like pick it up and move it somewhere else. (laughs) No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just just put it like on the grass somewhere. But, um, That light. There are inter- there were interesting ways of transportation um, at UTSA. I remember one girl that was on a unicycle, <laughs> dude, and she would ride that thing like a mountain bike. Really? She would scale stairs, and she sometimes would freak me out because she's heading right towards me. And okay, like, how about praying on unicycles? On a unicycle, oh. dude. That's a good way to get attention. Mm, yeah, yeah. Praying, praying <laughs> that I don't fall, and then praying. Yeah. <laughs> The, the it's just the, it's a complete oh man just one wheel it's like a complete faith yeah. ride just like, <laughs> <laughs> carry like, like riding I'm taking a faith, faith ride carry yeah. a radio a radio they go <laughs> 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 I know this went from like, (laughs) (laughs) we're talking about the prayer walk around the (laughs) campus and and plate spinning. See, that's how bad parking was. It just made us go up, gear off. (laughs) You lose your Holy Ghost, man. I'm telling you, that's what happens. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why you should get there early. That way you don't have to risk losing your Holy Ghost. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and fast breakfast so yeah. now you're praying and fasting yeah uh-huh. oh, yeah go. kill two birds with one stone uh, oh, man. i don't fast you'd be I so know. filled up after that we, we know yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but that man I, I remember that girl from time to time that unicycle girl it's yeah. like she needed like a some She's sort of girl. some sort of clean <laughs> clean mechanism uh-huh. just to let us know that she was coming yeah. coming in hot man yeah. <laughs> um, cuz dude she would weave around people and it would scare the daylights out of me <laughs> i remember right before i graduated the electric um scooters started coming in and that's like really popular now but i remember seeing those started they weren't there when You're i was like there. you did this now right after yeah. you graduated <laughs> yeah well yeah because the thing was the um the boosted boards i don't know if you remember those basically electric scoot board or um skateboards Scoot boards. Scoot boards. <laughs> one of them old scoot boards, <laughs> you know. What are those called? You, you sit on a board and you scoot no. to your no. way to class. Not Heelys, the boosted boards. Oh, no, but people do. People still use those. Like no, that's like, you know, like the um, 
But like, do you, people still use Haley's though? Like, do they do they still oh, wear them? Like, do they maybe on yeah. campus. Yeah. I remember there was a guy that had like a whole '80s getup um, <laughs> oh, every day. He actually had a boombox. Yes. You remember yes. him? I remember he was walking by playing like Disco Inferno on his <laughs> big boombox. It's like boombox oh, guy like goes by and then unicycle guy, unicycle girl yeah. goes by. Oh man, there are some characters there. Yeah. We're trying to win them to Jesus though. And, and they <laughs> need Jesus. One you unicycle sure at a time. Yeah, one <laughs> you sure do. You may have to take up unicycling just to chase her down. Yeah. <laughs> man, that's just like balancing behind her. Well, like bring a boombox. Yeah, time to talk about our Lord and Savior. Yeah. <laughs> the guy, like, yeah, <laughs> 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 converted him. Well, no, you have to like um, play some like '80s Christian pop, yeah. like jars of, clay or <laughs> jars of Clay, Carmen, 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 yeah. Carmen, was Carmen like at campus, a little champion. Yeah, you know? Carmen, maybe a mission three sixteen. God, God's got yeah. an army. And then yeah. a unicycle girl when she's converted, she has like a. Like a sticker on her, on the back of her seat. No, it's a. She doesn't have a license a plate on her unicycle. <laughs> it's a CMI <laughs> spoke. Yeah. She doesn't ride her oh. unicycle on the highway. You know what? They have the um, they have those little LEDs that you put in um, bicycle spokes. Oh yeah. yeah and then yeah. when it goes at a certain speed, you can oh. actually program them to like, uh, spell out spell a out message, like a little marquee LED. Oh. Um, yeah, and then it'd be yes. Jesus saves every time she's like ringing yeah, that little bell. Girl or Jesus yeah. roll with Jesus. Roll, oh. Oh. roll with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you rolling with? <laughs> yeah. One wheel. Jesus. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's about following the wheel of God. Uh, does and? Jesus take the wheel? Oh, boy. That's good. That's cool, man. I mean, oh, man. But I have enjoyed. I am very glad I came to this oh, me event. Oh, man. I hope there's more of them, and I hope more people come to these because you get a lot of information and resources. Mm-hmm. If you're really starting the campus, I would suggest you try CMI. I think all the information is online. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't have the online stuff for CMI, but just check it out. I mean, it's really it's really worth it. It's awesome. Yeah. They have it, it's all prepared for you, and everything's just there, and mm-hmm. you just take it from step to step, and that's pretty much it. Just start inviting yeah. people. That's all. And of course, make sure you have pizza or food because yeah. college or students coffee. are poor. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they need something to eat. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but make sure they speaking in tongues after they eat yeah. their slice of pizza. <laughs> Only because the pizza is too hot. Yeah. They're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh my, oh my gosh, God. somebody's getting the Holy Ghost while we're eating oh pizza. <laughs> Trying to lay hands. So that's like, what. what are you doing? So that's what your strategy was. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what that scripture meant. There appeared unto them cloven, cloven tongues, tongues like a fire. fire. As a fire. <laughs> yeah, that was the sweat coming off of their foreheads. Woo! <laughs> 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 spicy. Oh, man. Who put <laughs> Tabasco on here? Crushed their peppers here. That's awesome. They had pizza back in the oh, day man. Oh, man. in the upper room. <laughs> they broke bread. I'm they just saying. Pizza bread. We break crust. <laughs> I'm uh, checking my phone. <laughs> <laughs> well, the trip right. was fun over here, too, man. I think it was cool. I mean, <clears throat> we're supposed to have uh, one more interview today, I think. Uh, cool. We're going to meet with uh, Cheyenne. She's a she's from San Benito, or oh. she uh, attends San Benito Church, and, uh, TPC San Benito, excuse me. Mm-hmm. So uh, she has a lot to say. 
Sure. Uh, she actually spoke in one of the sessions this morning mm -hmm. uh, after uh, Lynette, <clears throat> and uh, she has, I mean, she has some great information. She, she, we explained, we talked about some of the stuff already that she, she did, and, you know, to learn more stuff, if you have any questions, you know, you could probably ask her, mm -hmm. you know, we'll tag her on some of the, the posts on, on yeah. the uh, After Church podcast page, and don't forget to go on there and like it. Yeah get all the updates for all the new people that we're interviewing and yeah. uh, the next events that we're going to as Josh and, and by the way the first guy the first guy we talked to Excellent. that was not planned at all oh, Matt, he just Matt's started awesome. he just started Matt's talking awesome. to us and I was like hey have a seat what <laughs> I told him I was like dude you need to sit down he's like yeah. bro I'm just here to bring some water I'm like and then he had so much he, he dude did. he got some he had some stuff it man. was good he's awesome man that's awesome He's a cool guy to talk to. If y'all don't know Matt, y'all should know him. We'll tag him also on those posts. Mm -hmm. So, that's cool, dude. Yeah. Good times. Good times. Good times. Oh, yeah, I can eat these. I brought these for y'all. Let's talk right. salad. Let's stop. You ready to take a break? And, and eat. Okay. No. I'm going to talk myself while no. you eat. No, Jason. <laughs> Just no. They're here for us. <laughs> for us. <laughs> They're like, who's Josh? End. See my conference. Oh. Transition song. Uh -huh. Transition song. Transition song. Transition song. Transition song. Transition song. Transition song. And now we go back to what we're already doing. And we're back. Live from Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> With Cheyenne Lopez. Great to have you. Thanks. Thanks for yeah. coming out and taking the time out of the busy uh, schedule and agenda, which is the CMI conference. Yeah, um, definitely. We appreciate that. Yeah. Was this the first one? Yes, in this South is Texas? the first South Texas CMI event, so it's really exciting, mm. very nerve-wracking, very right. exciting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so do you have like any sort of vision on what the CMI conference is going to turn into in the future? Yes, I, I do. I'm sure Lynette does too. Um, you know, we've both been to the Awakening Conference, which is the one that's national, mm -hmm. and it's just phenomenal to see how much God moves in there. and having so many people united with the same mindset, mm -hmm. you know, wanting to see a change in the world um, is just so inspiring. And so, you know, I really do believe and hope that God does that here at our campus, you know, and it just um, sets a fire in so many young people's lives, you know, to go out and do something. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Tell us about like the uh, birth of the encounter group at encounter. RGV. Well, encounter started um, our freshman year of college, I was just hungry and seeking after God. And I was having a Bible study with a separate person and learning truth. And I was just eating up everything I could about the word of God. And then I met Lynette and Lynette was already on fire. She had just graduated high school. She had a P7 in high school or a P7 before P7 was a thing. And, um, she was already wanting to just, you know, make an impact on college and so me being you know new and excited and just seeing god's glory in my life i was like okay let's do it mm. what do we start what do we do and um yeah that's that's how i was 
birthed, and uh, it was a nerve-wracking experience. Um, as I mentioned earlier when I was teaching that I was the most unqualified person there would be. You know, <laughs> I was literally baptized a month before we officially <laughs> made Encounter, and um, it was crazy. I was not not prepared, but God, God said, go, and I had to go. Um, so it's not like there's a waiting period in between getting baptized. You know, sometimes it's just, boom, you're in it. You, know? you got to go. Mm-hmm. God can do stuff that quickly. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yes, amen. And it's, I think that there's God's intention the whole time that Lynette and I be a team. It was definitely a team thing, and we just depended on each other. Her strengths were my weaknesses. My weaknesses were, you know, her strengths. And um, God's hand was just in all of it. Mm-hmm. It was really spectacular to be a part of. Mm-hmm. What were you studying um, at UTRGV, just out of curiosity? I was initially studying um, clinical psychology, and I wanted Ooh. to be a clinical psychologist since I was in fifth grade. And then my sophomore year of college, God's like, mm, but I think I don't want you to do that, so let's not. And uh, so I changed my major to English. I graduated as an English major. Okay. I am now a teacher. And so. Oh, excellent. Mm-hmm. You, you teach uh, <coughs> what school? Elementary, middle? High school. High school. I teach high school English. Oh, wow. Yeah. Awesome. It's exciting. Yeah. Hopefully, it would be cool if you can be a sponsor for a P7. Oh, yeah. Group That'd be. The high school that you teach at. Yeah, I hope so. Like, pull like a full circle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> full circle. That yeah. would be great. Like, involved in all the different ministries of CMI, P7, and then. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know all of the ones that are out there, but mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Jesus' name. I hope so. Uh, cool. Where do you hope that CMI as a UPCI organization, like, what's the vision for that going forward, like, in five years? Oh, man. I, I have complete faith that there would be a CMI in every university and college and technical college. I think that's something that God wants strongly. And I think as a church, you know, we have complete capability to see that come to pass. And um, I think with just so many people jumping on board and so many resources available and just so much uh, wisdom and knowledge and people stepping out in faith and sharing that, um, it's right there at our fingertips. It's going to be here soon. Mm-hmm. It's, awesome. it's like you said, uh, or uh, maybe Sister Lynette said, it, it's international. Like mm-hmm. It can be an international ministry because people from all over the world mm-hmm. go to college in America. Yeah, it's true. And there's been several testimonies of, of international students taking what they've received from a campus ministry to their country and starting their own ministries, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's, it's not even something that's in the future. It's something that's already begun. And now it's just going to explode. Have you heard back from anybody uh, that was foreign in one of the Bible studies when they mm-hmm. went back home? I, I haven't heard from somebody internationally but I know we had a national one there was an individual who had come to a um a campus bible study uh it was actually one of our services I think we had a kill Thompson come and he was one of our star basketball players and it's hard to reach those the athletes because they have such busy schedules you know and it's hard for them to just have downtime to just come to a bible study Mm -hmm. um but he was able to make it to that service and he was just so touched by God and after that, we had never heard from him again, you know, but uh, years later, Lynette and I had already graduated. 
uh, I guess we had him on social media and uh, he got baptized in the name of Jesus and he, he even mentioned like going to that service, you know, and that sparking something in him. And uh, that was really like amazing because he moved back to, you know, New York area, you know, he and now he's, you know, going out and ministering, you know, and that's just crazy. Just the ripple effect and how far it goes. Yeah, absolutely. That's so cool to hear stories like that. Um, and I know that, you know, that's the whole point of this conference where, you know, getting resources into people's hands and, and casting a vision where we want to see, you know, campus ministry down the, the road. Um, but to those who are unfamiliar with CMI, um, why do you feel CMI is so important that we need um, a CMI ministry on college campuses today? Well, I think that it's just a wonderful time in people's lives. Um, the field is so ripe for the harvest, if I can use that scripture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the people who come into a CMI campus, say, I mean, to a CMI campus, to a campus, are looking for answers. They're looking for their identity. They're looking for their purpose. They're looking for their direction in life. And, you know, what better thing to introduce them to than Jesus? You know, mm-hmm. that is all their needs, all the answers to their questions. And um, there's new freedom and liberty that people receive when they get into college. You know, in high school, you're under submission to family, you know, to their rules, to their guidance, to their belief systems. And now you're given this whole new set of freedoms, of liberties, of decisions that you have to make. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a scary process, yeah. you know. So if you can offer them answers, peace, healing, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they, they really and truly want it. You know, they may not even know it but they want it and they they're drawn to it that's what i've noticed even agnostics and atheists you know who think they know what they know and think they believe what they believe mm-hmm. when you show them the love of god something changes you know something definitely changes in their hearts awesome yeah and i think um that's what i thought was really powerful about what you you and sister Lynette had spoke distinguishing um you know this is not just being like a club you know, something that's just functional, but that there's a spiritual component to mm-hmm. the, the, these ministries operating uh, because there are spiritual forces at uh, work on college campuses that people aren't aware of. And I don't know if you'd like to kind of uh, share a, a little bit about that because I know that's uh, what you ministered mm-hmm. this morning, which you did uh, outstanding, um, by you. the way. Thank you. I appreciate that. And it's something that God revealed to me and... Um, yeah, spiritual warfare is, is very real, and especially on college campuses, it's just, again, it's such a vulnerable time for people. You know, they have so many decisions to make. They're trying to find their identity. And like Lynette said, these decisions, and this is the start to the rest of their lives, and the habits that they form today, the decisions that they form today while they're on college campuses um, will very much dictate the rest of their lives. And so, you know, the enemy's not ignorant of that. He knows exactly... Um, what type of environment he has and I think he's been taking advantage of that for so long and um, you see that in um, more liberal colleges you know bigger colleges where um, Christianity is you know it can't even be preached it can't even be shared it can't even be um, lived you know you're condemned for just being Christian and um I think that that has a lot to do with the strongholds that were set in place, mm-hmm. you know, of um, truth being relevant, of, you know, everybody being right, 
and um, it's it's a sad thing where you know what the scripture says of of lies people perceiving lies as truth and truth as lies you know mm-hmm. it's coming to pass yeah Absolutely. so um, if there is a young adult contemplating going to college but his main him his or her main uh, reservation is the fact that what you just described how um, how it kind of seems tough to be a Christian and on a college campus mm-hmm. how would you encourage him and be like you know hey you know what still go to college and here's why what would you say well uh, my youth leader actually preached a really awesome message this past Sunday and uh, he said that so many times we pray for answers to our promises you know, and we go out and say, okay, well, what's best for me? What's, what's going to work out best for me? What do I need? And what God's really wanting us to pray is, how can I be an answer to somebody else's prayer? Hmm. And um, wow. it's... Let me just uh, process <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It just hit me. Like, Woo, preach. Yeah, it, was, it was a spectacular <laughs> message. And uh, it's true. It's very true. And to be honest, I did not want to come to this campus when I um, graduated high school. I wanted to come everywhere else but here. Mm-hmm. Um, but God opened up this door, and he closed every other door. Mm-hmm. And um, that was before I even knew him. And once I came to, to know him and have a relationship, I realized that this is where he wanted me to be. And so for that person who's unsure, I'd say pray about it. You know, seek God's counsel and um, look beyond yourself. Because when you're living life for yourself, it's a very lonely type of lifestyle. You know, you're, you've... You, you're a lonely person, you know, when you're living just for yourself. But when you've reached out and pushed your boundaries and start thinking about other people and what you can do for the world, it really, um, God gives you a joy with that. You know, there's a special type of joy that God gives you when you are living a selfless life. Well, I'm, I'm learning a ton. I, I got to say, I was very impressed and encouraged um, by this entire event um, I don't know if you saw me sitting at the table, but I was just like, I was trying to help y'all preach or teach or whatever. <laughs> I was behind every sure. word. And it was just so powerful. Um, and it's, it's great to hear um, these kind of messages being spoken to young adults. Because I think that when, it was only just a couple of years ago when I was in college, but it feels like that I miss some of these resources and I miss some of these messages that I think would have, really helped me through um, and so I, I'm just so encouraged that there's a generation of young people that are going into campuses with this um, mm-hmm. equipment th- with these resources and this yeah. knowledge to go and change mm-hmm. um, you know the college environment the landscape yes exactly and it is it's encouraging you know it's we're making the next generation better yeah. you know and more equipped and that's that's exciting mm-hmm. uh, we've been there done that both the, both Andrew and I uh, <laughs> went to UTSA and we tried to start a campus ministry too and uh, definitely learned a lot from that experience <laughs> yeah. um, we, we learned how to speak to strangers kind of go against the thing that we were taught as kids you know. <laughs> <laughs> very true and, yeah. <laughs> we get out of our comfort zones a little bit because that's one of the tough things and it's kind of what I related with you guys and I know sister Lynette was saying that she was a little reserved and nervous. Mm-hmm. I felt the same exact way, especially because I came from a small school. 
Mm-hmm. You get into this campus where there's thousands of people. It's like, it's really intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, especially when you're an introvert like me. <laughs> so it is difficult. It is a challenge, but um, I think that's an opportunity for God to show more of His glory too. You know, to Absolutely. use the ones that it's not in their element. Yeah. Awesome. We appreciate you taking the time and coming on here. I know this was crazy busy. And, like, you have a big role in putting this on. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm glad you decided to take time and kind of share some of your wisdom for young adults that, are, that may be trying to start a campus ministry. So awesome. Definitely. Thank really you for having it. me. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. All right. Hey, guys. Hope you liked the episode. Uh, we just wanted to let you know that we appreciate your support. And you can support us even more by liking our Facebook page, following us on Instagram, uh, sharing us to all of your friends and making sure they know that they could find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We would appreciate if y'all rate us and review us on those platforms. And if you want to be a guest on our show or if you want a specific topic to be talked about on our show, feel free to email us on the Podcast at gmail.com.